There are so many reasons not to skip breakfast. So many savory, mouth-watering, tasty, delicious beyond all belief reasons. Actually, that last one was pretty convincing. Stop by for a McDonald's breakfast. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Any two for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Good morning and good morning to you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Charles Matthews Morning Show. Listen, I'm in behind the scenes uh, getting prepping my guests. Just met the guy. Like I said, today is Thursday. We do 100 Brothers. It's a special that I do to get to know 100 black men. Where are they from? What do they do? We just sit and talk one-on-one. We just have some fun. And I can tell already he's a great guy. I can't wait for you to meet him. So stay tuned. Let's go. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Daniel. How What's you doing, that? buddy? What's good? <laughs> I'm cool, man. I'm all right. You know, I'm actually I'm feeling pumped because one thing I like to do before I do anything like this, and it's a recent thing, is I watch the final scene of the Avengers Endgame, the portal <laughs> scene. And for some reason, it gets me, it just gets me in a place. I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. So I'm feeling great. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Well, listen, since you bring up the Avengers. Okay. Yeah. How, how did you feel? We all I mean, know, like, how did you feel when you heard? Uh, I mean, it was, I, I, I got the news the first thing in the morning. I, I looked at my phone and it actually was a message from my family member um, passing the news on. And it was, it was a blow. And I mean, I, I basically took the day off, if you like. I mean, it, it was um, turning already a day off for me. But yeah, I just, I just took that day because it's like we haven't lost enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. we hadn't lost enough. Like things aren't bad enough already. And I know you go, the listener may hear me like, but they're over in the UK. Hey, it's, it's bad here too, okay? Like <laughs> this thing ain't just happening over in the US. Um, things is bad all over the place. And so, and and I think the, the thing with that, which is beautiful, but poetically bitter at the same time, mm-hmm. is when it happens to anyone else in the world, it happens to everyone in the world. And that's right. relating to black people. Right. right. When it happens to anyone in the world, it happens to everyone in the world. So for me, it hit really, really hard looking at the impact that he'd had in film. And, and I mean, I won't even, because I've not actually seen all the films he's he's been in. Okay. But I saw, obviously I saw him in Black Panther um, from Captain America, Civil War, through to Black Panther, Infinity War, and so on and so on, right? Mm-hmm. And just that alone was enough for me to be like this guy, I, I, w- I wanted to see him in more, you know, I want to see him in everything. Yeah. Um, that, that was actually my introduction to Chadwick Boseman, to be honest with you. Um, and so suddenly to have it snapped away. Hmm. It's yeah. It's, 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 it's hard. Like, like I said, man, we, we lost enough. When's it going to stop? Listen, every, I don't know what it is, but every time I, I look at the TV, somebody that we remember has been passing away this year. Like mm. right of the next, boom of the next. Like if you're a basketball fan, we we lost a couple of basketball players. If you're yeah. a sports fan, we oh, lost man. an actor. If you and then you look, wow, this is this is just going off the top. But 
Yeah, no, we, we understand it's all over. I'm in, I'm in, we're in, we're in Canada, right? Okay. So I'm from Canada. So trust me. Me, we, 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 we see it all around. It's the same thing. It's just, mm. I guess my eyes are like yours. We're both looking at the States going. Mm. So, <laughs> the lips are passed. Yep. Okay. That's all we got to say, right? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Before we move on. I always like to say hi to my guests and some of my followers that's been there all the time. Uh, he just wants to say hi to you, my friend. Claudio just wants to say hi to What's you. Up, Claudio, how you doing, Claudio? I've been missing. I've been missing Claudio. Claudio is a man that does travel. Okay, so if you're looking for yeah. travel, he is the main man, and I bet you he just came back from a nice vacation. That's the problem with Claudio, right? He he was on somewhere on a sunny island somewhere, but <laughs> okay. so nice. let's, get, let's get into the nitty gritty. You said you're. Yeah. The UK. Yeah. All right. Let's get to know you a little bit. I, okay. I backwards. Um, usually I ask this later on in my podcast, but Ooh. favorite superhero, you put Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, do you know why? Right. And the, the, the reason is Deadpool is my favorite superhero because of his awareness, right? I'm massive on self-awareness. It's like my big thing. It's not the thing. To say, but for me, it's a huge thing. It, it's practically saved my life, made things so much better for me. Um, and Deadpool is aware that he's in a comic book. That's his mm-hmm. whole thing. That's his whole thing. Okay. He's very aware he's in a comic book. And so that means that he can play around with the, um, the Marvel Universe in a way that none of the other characters can. And it, it gives him that, basically, the fourth wall. He's allowed that fourth dimension of the experience of the universe that the other characters don't get. Mm-hmm. And so you can, you can connect with Deadpool in a way that you just cannot connect with any of the other characters. And I love that. I love that because that, to me, represents self-awareness. It's the fourth wall of yourself. You know, a lot of us might live in a way where we have three walls and the other one um, is open. And, and so we kind of receive and think that everything comes through from the external, whereas we forget that a lot of our stuff comes from inside. And that would be that fourth wall that we're missing. That We're like, oh, I need to respond to myself too. I need to communicate with that wall too. Gotcha. Oh, okay. So that's why Deadpool, I love Deadpool to bits. Yeah. Listen, I'm going down my notes and I'm like, okay, yeah, he does that. Okay, good, interesting story. And then I go, oh, let me go at superhero. I've had Superman, Hulk, mm. everything. And then I see this brother put Deadpool. <laughs> 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 all right we gotta start off with that we gotta start off with that so, yeah that, that's what it is man i love him i think he's great 34 year old black man in the uk what's that what's your day-to-day right now because i don't i don't know what i'm talking about right now <laughs> we're in quarantine um, <laughs> no so day-to-day i mean uh, my day-to-day is represented through a comfortable habit that i picked up through um through lockdown which was i'm i'm very much a person who loves to effectively react to the opportunities right i love that but when the world stopped the opportunities that i could react to really really slowed down particularly in my area where i love public speaking i love going out to events i love being physically present in spaces it was great and so when i saw those opportunities kind of dwindle away i was like all right, either I could get on that hustle and grind thing, which actually, to be honest with you, ain't me. That's not my style, not my life at all. Um, I was like, you know what? actually, you've been going strong and hard for a long time, mm-hmm. um, a long, long, long time. So actually, the lockdown represented to me, if I may, the universe basically going, you, Dan, take a, take a pause. Don't stop uh-huh. completely, 
take mm-hmm. a call. So my day-to-day, honestly, has been waking up, having a couple of cu- uh, cups of coffee, listening to a podcast, be it Brendan Richard, High Performance Habits, be it The Receipts Podcast, which is a UK podcast with um, three women now, where they just talk about kind of British women's culture and stuff like that. Because I like, I love listening. I don't, I don't often listen to things that I already relate to because I'm like, that's me. I don't need to see myself out in the world because I see myself here, right here. So that's cool. I yeah. need to connect with places where I don't see myself. And not so I can see myself in it, but I would love being able to see the way everyone sees the world differently. And I'm constantly learning on that. So I listen to women's podcasts, LGBTQ plus podcasts, like uh, even American black LGBTQ plus podcasts, because they'll be different from, slightly different than they are in the UK. Mm-hmm. And I'll just, I'll just soak that up. I'll soak it up, soak it up passively as I listen through it. And then what I'm doing at the moment is I've actually just finished now um, producing and, and executing a load of anti-racism courses online, which I've been doing. And then I'm going into further work with regards to what I call social cohesion, which is nothing new, right? It's a term that I wanted to bring back to life um, because what it represents effectively is equality and equity. That's what it's all about. It's got social capital, social inclusion, and social mobility. And when you look at things like BLM, feminism, Me Too, any of these movements, that's what they're all talking about. That's that's the key thing that ties them all together. Right. So I told it, I, I I picked up social cohesion and was like, I want to I want to go ham on this because this is what represents um, or is represented. Sorry by these progressive movements that are wanting people who are, regardless of identity, just not as advantaged as others, right? And starting to raise um, raise up those who cannot, raise up those who do not have the resources to do, and just slowly close that, that gap between the people, the haves and the haves-nots, right? right. Um, and so that's been a really fascinating journey because it's taken me down... Um, some deep dark roots. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, deep, dark roots. You're, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna find yourself going down a path and going, mm, "This sounds like me a little bit." Okay, let's let me. <laughs> 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 well, it's, it's it's not so much it's not so much me. It's actually you know when you you think you understand something, right? And I think this is right. it. It's the, the Dunning Kruger effect. That's what I was impacted by massively. When you think you're confident on something, so you think you know all about it, but then you're like, "Let me look a little bit further into this," and then suddenly, bang, you realize you know nothing. And, <laughs> Like, oh wait i thought i knew okay let me keep going and you keep going and going and going and you're like my god this is okay wow right oh um and it's heavy it's heavy stuff but it's fascinating because all the while interesting because this is what we were discussing before we went live mm-hmm. i'm thinking that in the back of my head all i'm thinking is there's a solution to this there's a way that this there's a there's a reality to this there's a possibility here right i mean it's a big one and it certainly won't be true in my lifetime i'll be dead long before this is a reality right i'm gonna, I'm gonna set the groundwork i'm gonna lay the foundation for this because this is absolutely possible so that's that's been the time that i spent um day to day really um i have also been running a podcast and a podcast excuse me a youtube channel which is for my my full-time job so i'm actually a performance coach and life coach for vulnerable young adults in college here in the UK. And um, lockdown was, has been actually really, really, really hard. And I say that, that doesn't even touch on the surface of how hard it's been for them. Um, so I've been running a YouTube channel just to give them somewhere to go, someone to talk to, because uh, some of these young people won't even have someone to talk to in the last Hold on, time. hold on, hold on. Let's, let's take a time out there. Yeah, go on. <laughs> you're, saying, you're saying it's hard for them. In what sense? money wise 
education-wise, um, feeling of lostness? Like, what's the hard part? Because I, we here in in, in Canada, yeah, we you know we're just doing classes online, doing different things. We were opening things back up, but then there's some people from around the world that are here from you know from country to country and not knowing where they are, not feeling okay, kind of lost because they don't know anybody. They're away from home. They're on campus. You know, they have all these factors that people like us don't think about, you know? So kind of break it down on what, what's the problem that they're feeling. Okay, so I'll, I'm, I'm going to try and make this nice because it's a morning show. I'm, I'm to, you know, people are drinking their tea and coffee right now, trying to have a bagel. I'm, I'm trying no, to remember, this, remember, this is Toronto. We, we don't drink tea already. We had, we had our coffee a long time ago, so we're good. All right, okay, okay. So, so, <laughs> so, I, all, I think the two words, the two words to describe it: abject poverty. That, mm. That's the best way. And and then if you think of every, I, and I, I do not exaggerate. Mm-hmm. You think of every possible scenario that could come with abject poverty. That's the reality that these students are facing. The ones that I'm working with, okay. right? So it is. It's that. Um, I don't want to go into the details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't believe in people starting their day like that. But <laughs> then, then we just leave it. We'll leave it there and just say that's 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 what I say when I say it's hard. I'm not saying it's hard like they can't see their friends mm-hmm. and they're bored because they watched all the Netflix shows. Yeah, you know they don't have internet. They don't have contact with the outside world. They are a, they are alone. Okay. So yeah, it's 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 being able to try and find ways to stay in touch with them. And the reason I ask is because we gotta get we gotta get these messages out there. Because if that's um, what you're doing, and if my show is a platform for one person or two people to hear you mm. and have some advice or help out, that's what we need to do. Because it's mm. hard for everybody. But you know, if if some of your students, if they're watching this right now let them know that you know there's other people out there it doesn't have to be in the uk could be canada us jamaica wherever there's mm. people to help so it's out there so i love i love that you're helping and doing that that those youtube videos just for something them to to watch to Literally. say it's it keeps going so yeah. that's pretty great so what we're going to do we're, we're going to take a quick break but when we come back we're going to dive into you now all right who is dan like you know, growing up, what'd you do? Because reading your bio from zero qualifications, you know, from job to job, and then you're speaking to thousands of people. How do we get from not doing anything to doing something? All right. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll be right back. CMJ Entertainment is a CMJ Entertainment is a one-stop shop. CMJ Entertainment helps people do any type of events, and it's a marketing tool as well. So we'll cover everything from start to finish. If it's a wedding, we'll make sure your wedding is over the top. And if it's an event, we make sure that everybody gets information at the end of the day. Give us a call at 416-414-8964 or online go to cmjent.com. Yes. What's what? All right. So yes, we're back. All right. So before we went to break, we want to know to get to know you a little bit more, my friend. Yo. So here it is. Tell us your story. Okay. So it's interesting first, Charles, that you um, you framed it that way in terms of I was doing nothing. Um, because I think that's that was part of the difficulty that I had was I was doing a lot, right? It certainly didn't look like a lot uh, and it didn't feel like a lot on paper, but 
for 15 years, I worked and grafted hard uh, in hospitality. And I worked from everything from a busboy, server, host, restaurant manager, chef, line cook, bartender, mixologist, bar manager, the whole works. I was doing that for a very long time. And in, in, the, in the journey through up until even now, um, one of the biggest challenges that I had was basically challenging every single status quo that came my way. Um, because my upbringing was a rep I, like I, the way that I live in the way that I feel and everything does not fall in line with the, the way that a lot of people are kind of frame the, the world as such. Yeah. One of the things that bugged me the most growing up was that's just the way the world works. That's just the way it is. And I'd never, ever been satisfied with that. I just thought like, man, how that's got to be to me, that's got to be the most complacent statement. <laughs> Like the most blur uh, uh, statement I've ever heard. What is that? Come That's on. basically basically <laughs> we don't have time to talk to you about it. Let me just roll something out. So you know what I mean, you got no energy for change. So so I got fed up with it. And along with that, I never like I've and I still to this day, and I'm 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 still um, yeah living this. I don't understand at all uh, the concepts of like being a man or being a woman don't get it it doesn't mm -hmm. it doesn't buy me it doesn't it's not something that i have any kind of psychological vocabulary in like i don't get it because it's always felt really arbitrary to me but that was a real challenge because growing up particularly in the 90s like i've always been a sensitive person very comfortable talking about my feelings very comfortable talking about my emotions but the way that people manage me because i'm six four right i'm six four okay. two, pounds right i'm, I'm a big guy mm -hmm. so obviously there's also this projection of what people expect of me because of that right we all know the big black guy trope stereotype thing <laughs> right? do you dunk the ball or do you catch the football right <laughs> precisely i remember when i went when i was in the states and even in i was in vancouver for a year everyone yeah. thought i'd either be a basketball player or a rapper i was like i am neither of those things but thanks okay <laughs> all right um so so yeah that would that but that was hard because basically everyone would try and constantly pigeonhole me into this thing that i absolutely have never been and never felt like being right right so it made me question like what where did this come from like why is this even a thing and even to this day i'm still hearing people having conversations about the way guys are about the way girls are and in my head i'm just like i don't okay i don't see that it's not something i really get um i don't and i really don't i really um find it interesting that it all has been framed this way but then as i grew up what challenged me again was Figure out how I represented Dan, right? I basically mm -hmm. had to put it all aside. I was like, you know what? Stop trying to be a man because you ain't. Like, you ain't you ain't the man. You're not a man. When women when might tell you, oh, you know, I need a man. That's not you, Dan, because what they're thinking of ain't ever going to be what you are, so don't worry about it. And I was able to basically um, carve out how I was just Dan and how I sat with that. And that there was a lot of other breaking down of things like being a sensitive guy a lot of people also were like oh so you're gay then right you you must be and people would just assume this all the time again i'm like oh, to my best knowledge i'm sure as hell i'm not yeah <laughs> i sure as hell i'm not and again that's not in any I, of course not in any way of saying how dare you you know that's horrible blah 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 it's just mm -hmm. i'm not i don't know I, I couldn't tell where people are getting it from right you know? um 
And so he's breaking down and trying to break away from a lot of pressure, a lot of social pressure, a lot of prejudice, a lot of judgment. I grew up predominantly around white people as well, which had its own challenges because I actually learned about black history from white people, which I'm not going to lie, don't ever try it. It's not good for you. <laughs> don't do it. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? So, <laughs> the culture properly, the food, like what's going on? No, they got it all wrong, okay? Let's put it that way. So there was a lot of bitterness I had, a lot of bitterness I had towards all of it because I was like, people just be trying to tell me something I'm not. And maybe right. I'm not. So it was a turning point after working all this time in hospitality and trying to make some of myself there that I was like, the reason I'm trying to do all of this is actually because I'm trying to please people. I'm a people pleaser. Come on, I work in hospitality where I look after people. And my biggest bugbear is that I'm not making people happy because I'm not being what they expect. So I need to stop all of this. And I, I flipped it around into this mindset of, what if, what if Dan, you actually lived the life you wanted to live for yourself? How, how, what, what would that look like if you just did that? And I, I want to say the mindset, honestly, was an overnight thing. Mm. Um, in, in that, it was a pressure cooker that was building up over like a couple of decades, to be honest with you. And eventually, bang, it popped overnight. And I'm not joking. Next day, I was like, okay, here we go. And it started with me recognizing that. I was already a good speaker before I went into hospitality, but being in hospitality actually really, really is great at developing public speaker skills if you're, you know, in that mindset. Right. Also, it turns out it's actually really good at developing coaching skills because what you're doing is you're constantly going, what would you like? How would you like it done? Would you like this with it? How are we feeling today? You know, it's always basically what, what's going on with you. Tell me what you want. Tell mm -hmm. me about you. And that you're, was that kind of you're, you're always helping to serve and find out the best route because they probably asked you a couple of times, what do you recommend? What's what's good for you? What what do you what do you like? How do you like so it, it, it does help? I get I see where your point there. Yeah, it's all there. So um so I started off training to be a presenter because I've done some presenting work as well during working in hospitality. I've done a few things actually. I was a bin man, IT manager, marketing manager, like <laughs> I was trying stuff out. It was a good time. But also I was um, a co-presenter for um, a show connected with HMV, which is a music store out here in the UK. I don't know if it exists. Yep. Uh, yeah, we had, we had one. Go. So, so there you go. So, um, so yeah, and they had this offset store called GamerBase, which is a video gaming store. Now, I'm a massive video gamer. Love my games. Always have. Mm -hmm. And so it was a massive privilege for me to be part of this show as a co-host, like covering game releases, uh, tournaments, um, just basic like fun videos we'd make for the internet, all this kind of stuff. It was really good fun. So I was like, let me take that further. And then it was doing a presenter course that I, uh, down a line, met a guy who uh, ran like a build your coaching business. And that's the first time I heard about coaching. And immediately I fell in love with it. I was like, oh my God, these people are so lovely. They're so supportive. Right. So positive. Where have these people been all my life? <laughs> what the hell? Oh my God, what is this? And it, it took me down a path where, yeah, things just went bam, 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 bam. And that was when I started speaking in front of people loads. That was when I started. I mean, I was working on cruise ships, doing performances. I went to Qatar. I was flown out to Qatar, performing in front of like uh, about, yeah, a thousand people there. Like it was mad. It was just going off, 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 off. But then something else changed. Now, I hadn't still, this is, this is interesting in part of how I like to tell my story because I don't like to, to tell people that basically you have a mind reframe and all your problems go away and suddenly life is sweet and you start winning, right? Yeah, I yeah, took yeah. a hit. 
Because what caught up with me was the fact that I hadn't put to bed the identity issues that I had. So I mean, things got better, but the things that weren't good basically caught up with me. They were still there. They're still there. Yeah, they ain't gone away. So what I had, um, what I'd done, I started to pick up the language in coaching, right? And actually, funny enough, I did um, an anti-racism um, course last night uh, that was done in Los Angeles, and even they pointed this out. The coaching world is actually on its own, actually quite bigoted, right? Not intentionally, not, not you know, not in your mm -hmm. face, but it, the tones, the messages and so on are actually really, really bigoted. They're actually really exclusion, uh, exclusive, sorry. And um, I'm just saying, Claudio, leave a message. Bye, Claudio. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming, man. Um, <laughs> so so I was like, yeah, this ain't right. And I heard little, little things that were coming up, like I heard people of color being gaslit, disabled people being gaslit. I heard some horrific things from mm -hmm. an industry that was supposedly positive, loving, caring, supportive, motivating, saying some really horrific things about basically minority identities. And that's when it caught up with me. And I was like, I have not put this to bed. Yeah. So I started to change my direction and go, there must be a way where you can be socially inclusive mm -hmm. and a coach. And it turns out there already has been. There has been for a very long period of time, very long period of time. Um, and so I got involved in this community and that's where social cohesion, um, was born. Cause I was like, we really still have so much work to do. We still have so much work to do. It's insane. And I don't, I don't even think using the current events taking place, um, is even necessary. We had work to do before this happened. Yeah. Like yeah, they, this, we always got this work to do. This opened up some eyeballs, but if you say, oh, you're, you're awake now. Okay, yeah. let's go back 10 years. Remember when this happened, this happened, this yeah. happened, this happened? <laughs> uh, do you remember, do you remember uh, a gentleman named uh, Rodney King? Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's move forward. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, we, we, have, um, we have our own Stephen Lawrence case here in the UK where it was, it was uh, yeah, group of white males um, brutally murdered a young black man and not only did they i believe they didn't actually do any jail time but the police were investigated for their investigation of the case because they actually spent more time monitoring the victim's family than they did actually trying to hunt down and capture the criminals and a whole this this famous investigation was done on the police force and uh, it was done by a guy called william mcpherson and the results came back and it was like yeah you you guys are racist man you, you institutionally you've got a problem you've definitely got racial bias in your police force mm -hmm. has there been a grand reform since then i don't think there has been to be honest with you it doesn't seem like there has been but i know they're doing training i know they're working on it right but and but this is this is also something else i say like people people are like the conversation's dying down for some people people think that okay it's going away the trend is over or maybe some people are thinking well you know they're going to keep up this race war until the election's gone i can guarantee we'll be back here again in a few years i can guarantee it mm -hmm. and that's not in terms of a defeatist mentality it's the fact that we're talking about um across the board of all different oppressed identities we're talking about centuries worth of oppression and we're not just going to turn it off and make yeah, stop it happening overnight this is work that needs to be done and ironically the people who are kind of going all right well at least that's gone away at least the conversation's ending is the one the people are like you need to step it up because we'll be here again in a few years and you're going to be saying the same thing again yeah yeah, yeah. come there, on 
they're the ones that you need to get novel uh, version one, two, 2.0. And, and yeah. oh, by the way, this is here's a DVD to watch as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen Roots? <laughs> I mean, come on, let's go. <laughs> let's go to rapid fire before I let you go because you know we could jump on this all day. Trust for me, sure. for sure. Rapid fire. Oh, I love this. Okay, I'm ready. All right, song in the shower. Oh, damn. <laughs> Oh. I thought you said you were ready. I was ready. I didn't know what questions were coming. Do you know what's funny? Okay, I'm only going to say the first thing that came in my head. Uh, what? I got the name of the song. Baby, it's you. You're the one I love. You're the one I need. I can't remember the name of that song. Okay, Beyonce. I heard it. Yep, I heard it. Song in my head. Shower song. All right. All right. Song before you jump on stage to perform. Oh, Wow. Do you know what I like to? Do you know what I like to? It's actually not. It, well, I suppose it's it's a song. It's it's. I know because it's five minutes, almost five minutes to the T. Uh, Triumph by Wu Tang Clan. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like every single verse. I love the first. The first time I heard it, man, fell in love immediately. I knew all the lines, all the words. I rapped every single verse, and I. It just for some reason, it just. Mm, yeah. All right. What do you do to get pumped? Here's the question. Ready? Favorite dish to make? I'm actually making it today. So it's what I can't say the name of it. I can't say the official name of it here on, on radio, but basically <laughs> it's rude. It's a bad name, but I'm actually making it today. So it's a, it's a vegetable stew um, and it has a whole medley of different veg in there. And it's for me, I love it because it's spicy. It's kind of, um, it's actually more of a wintry dish. So you, you know, you get your bread, dip it in there and stuff like that. But um, I just love making it because for me, it's always a labor of love. It takes time and it's the prep and the different spices. And oh yeah, that's that's my thing. And unfortunately, I can't tell you the name of it. <laughs> all right. So when we put the description and you find it in, in the Twitter notes and all that stuff, you can add it there. So everybody, because everybody right now is like, what in God's name is that dish? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could give you the ingredients and everything like that. I mean, it's got like garlic, coconut milk in it. I'll have courgettes and carrots and peppers and like, Kidney beans and broad beans in it and chopped yeah, yeah. tomatoes. Not, that's that's not nobody, nobody heard the ingredients. Everybody <laughs> heard the name. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hidden talent. Oh, yeah. I mean, already have my talents hidden. I. Can you can you, can you sing? Can you just hear me? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. I was, I was, I was trying to help you out there. I was trying to help you out there. <laughs> oh no! I do you know what? Hidden hidden talent. Actually, I I played I played piano up to grade four, and I skipped grade one. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm I'm rusty, but I do want to get back to that because um, I absolutely loved it. I did. Um, but I I'll put it. I'll say this with love. My mother is Jamaican, and I was given that Jamaican love. Mm -hmm. that you know was very much like learn the piano yes <laughs> i love it but i hate it why <laughs> so, all right so, yeah, since, since you went there i'm gonna since your mom's jamaican this is for your mom ready all right all right oxtail or goat goat rice and peas or white rice oh come on rice and peas uh, ackee and sawfish or kalaloo ackee and sawfish dumpling or festivals Oh, festivals. <laughs> All right. That's, that's, that's the breakfast right there. Mm. All right. Ready? 
You were going to yeah. do carrot juice or Milo? Milo. There you go. Your mom, your mom just smiled right now. You know what I mean? There you, there you. <laughs> well, my friend, now. it's been a pleasure. And when this is all over, where can we find you? Give us some hashtags, some social media where we can connect. Okay, so I'll give you my website and my social media. Um, I mean, you can obviously uh, connect with me on LinkedIn, please. I'd, lo I'd love people connecting me on LinkedIn. Um, so you just search me, Daniel Holly, uh, there. But on Instagram, which is where I post on regs, is at the only other Dan, um, because the only Dan was taken. So I'm the only other Dan. You're the other one. Okay. <laughs> I'm the other one, yeah. Um, <laughs> And then, yeah, go to my website, www.daniel-holly.com. Um, and I recommend, actually, if you are looking to get any coaching of your own, if you're looking to push yourself in any area, you've got some goals you want to focus on, then actually I've got a free resource you can download um, on the one-to-one -one coaching page. And you can actually start working on it in your own. And, of course, you know, you reach anywhere, just reach out to me and we'll have a chat for sure. All right, my friend. Listen, it's been a pleasure. And, you know, this was tremendous fun. And I appreciate what you did for me behind the scenes you know what i mean this is this is this is something so anytime call on me brother when you need a hand we all need somebody to lean on i'm proud to say i found another brother my friend thank you yeah. so much Thank you, Charles. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for all the watchers and listeners. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. Peace. It's come to an end, but the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you have any questions, suggestions, or feedback, head over right now to Twitter and Facebook and like, share, and get involved. Join us next time. Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services. There are so many reasons not to skip breakfast. So many savory, mouth-watering, tasty, delicious beyond all belief reasons. Actually, that last one was pretty convincing. Stop by for a McDonald's breakfast. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Any two for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.